Hey guys, welcome to the Kingdom Dynamics Podcast. I'm Jonathan. I'm a Christian just like you. I believe that Jesus Christ is King and Lord, that He owns my life, that He is seated at the right hand of God, and so are you and I. We are hidden in Christ Jesus. We will judge the angels. We have the authority to forgive sins on the earth and we look just like our Father God. I want to invite you to understand the message that Jesus preached so that you can bear fruit 30, 60 and 100 times what was sown. We do that by understanding the yeast of the Pharisees and weeding it out of our mind, the yeast of Herod, politics, and weeding that out of our thinking. We do it by taking away the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth that choke the seed. Come with me into the kingdom and expand it today. Just want to quickly promote my online school. You can do a seven-week course on the kingdom. It's teachable.com. Just go to kingdomdynamics.teachable.com. The first two weeks are free. Every episode is about 20 minutes designed to go through with your house church. Or even better, you can start a church in your home focusing on the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And the content is there. There's seven weeks in the kingdom discipleship journey. Every week has a PDF handout or you can go through it online as a questionnaire, as an individual. And then after those seven weeks, there's a course on maturity. There's even a kids church program, but I'm warning you, it's not your usual kids church material. It is kingdom 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 i hope you find it really useful and just let your friends know that they can bypass the yeast of the pharisees and bypass the yeast of herod and get kingdom content for your home for your church and for your city i hope you can enroll today bye for now guys welcome back to the kingdom dynamics podcast i'm jonathan thank you so much for listening thank you to my regulars you know you can reach out on youtube make a comment Uh, you can even download the anchor app that i use and send a message i can even interview you and vice versa or just send me an email kingdomdynamicspodcast at gmail.com easy so Today I received a prophetic um, insight from the Lord. I'm not gonna, you know, go on Facebook and write a huge, you know, email about it. But what the Holy Spirit is saying, and you'll see it happen. You know, it's gonna come, and I don't need to prove myself because the Holy Spirit confirms His own words. Um, but as an ambassador of Christ and of the kingdom, I need to communicate the message, and the medium um, is this podcast. So. Um, the Holy Spirit is saying that the time to work on ourselves is over. You know, he reminded me of the brilliant and long-standing ministry of Joyce Meyer and, you know, all of those Christian books and ministries like, you know, Katie Souza and Healing Our Soul and, and, you know, all those sorts of things. And it's important. Yes, the Holy Spirit 
hasn't finished with us. He's going to be continuing to transform us into the image of Christ. I know biblically, yes, he's he's uh, washing us with his word. We're always being transformed from one degree of glory to another. But what I'm sensing is a technical approach, a, 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 a change of strategy. And I feel, I know the Lord is saying that it's time to get tactical. It's time for tactical training and it's in the process of going out and helping people. So what I'm seeing is like, you know, instead of trying to fix yourself, this sort of self-actualization, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, where we have our physiological needs met, we have our emotional needs met, and we sort of go to church to become a better version of ourselves. You know, we go to courses and and cleansing streams and men's groups and we read books and, and we do ministry because we want to, you know, we're almost life hackers. We're like spiritual life hackers. We're trying to improve ourselves. We want to be a, a better, faster, richer, cleaner, more powerful, anointed Christian. And what I feel the shift is changing and I feel like God said that that's done, finished, gone, over. There's no, um, you know, transition period. It is just in the moment closed. The door is closed to that and those ministries are going to have to change their focus. What I see is more of a ministry like uh, like like Jamie Walden is doing in the United States, like um, like I'm talking about. What it is is, you know, how do you actually help people? You know, what I'm seeing is like CPR training. What I'm seeing is like housing refugees. What I'm seeing is people... We're, we're going to turn outward. So, so here are here are some references in the Bible that have to do with the laying on of hands. One of the things I've been saying is the Holy Spirit is becoming desperate to touch His body, and I believe we will see a an emergence of online ministries like mine, but you know, better than mine, where there is an impartation. People are going to learn how to not only communicate the gospel, but how to heal people, how to touch people, and people will really be able to receive a touch from the Spirit of God through the TV, through the medium, through the VR or whatever. It's not God's best. You know, You know, certainly um, God deals with what He has available. So, you know, He doesn't want any of us to eat pesticides or... He doesn't want any of us to to be exposed to toxic radiation, but you know this world, he's actually already preemptively built into the human body an incredible resistance to um, to toxins. We have a lot of of ability to detox as humans, and so you know God never wanted us to die. We were meant to live forever. So what I'm saying is God's a strategist. He he doesn't throw away the baby with the bathwater. And he knows that we live in a fallen world. And but what he's saying is, is he wants to touch people. So this is what I'm going to see. And if you are in a church, if you are in a home group, if you are in a Bible study, begin to take opportunity to say, "Can I pray for you? Can I lay hands on you?" Let's. Or if you're a facilitator, if you're in a position of leadership, you know, re-resume the altar time. You know, not just for the three or four percent who are desperate out the front, but 
but it, lay hands on each other. The Holy Spirit wants to move. We're equipped. We grow as each person does our part. The Bible says in Ephesians, that's the way that the church grows. The church doesn't grow through building funds. It doesn't grow through great preaching. It grows as each person does their part. So if you're not doing your part, then part of the body will not grow. So this is what he wants to do. So Genesis chapter 48, verse 14, the laying on of hands was for the blessing. So the Holy Spirit wants to bless through the laying on of hands. Exodus chapter 17, verse 11, for the prevailing of prayer, they laid hands. Deuteronomy 34, verse 9, for the transfer of a blessing to another person. Psalm 134 and 141, verse 2, and 1 Kings 8.22, to worship. Matthew 19.13, Jesus laid hands on children. Mark 16.18, there was Jesus laid hands for healing. Acts chapter 6, verse 6, they laid hands for ordination, to ordain the church members. Acts 13, verse 3, to send out and to commission as a minister, as a missionary. Acts 8, verse 17, the, for the filling of the Holy Spirit. These are all scriptures of the laying on of hands. Acts chapter 14, for the working of miracles. Galatians chapter 2, verse 9, for the right hand of fellowship. 1 Timothy 2, verse 8, for adoration and worship. 1 Timothy 4, 14, to impart spiritual gifts. And 2 Timothy 1, 6, to stir up the gift of the Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit, remember, He's moving on. It's not about healing you, fixing you, making you into a better, sharper, faster, longer Christian. He's now saying, you know, forget about yourself. Focus outward. And focus on equipping yourself for the work of ministry. I've been Jonathan And you've been listening to the Kingdom Dynamics Podcast. Stay tuned for part two. Bye for now. Welcome back. And this is part two. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Again, send me your feedback. I feel like just another short message today, a revelation, and that is around the personality and identity of Jesus Christ. You know, I believe that when we meet him, we will meet him face to face. And, you know, I believe we will be like John in the book of Revelation who fell down as dead, didn't he, when he met Jesus. Remember, the uh, the Roman soldiers who were sent to, to arrest him, when he announced his person, when he announced his name, I am he, it said that he, they, they drew back and fell down. You know, I really identify and believe in the power of God. I've experienced the move of the Spirit of God in a in a room that has uh, caused caused me and others to fall over. I remember, you know, being scared of a man who uh, he arrived in our church. He he was a guest speaker. He moved in the power of God. Everyone he prayed for fell over, but. I was there early, you know, two hours or three hours early sitting in the empty auditorium. 
and the senior pastor had driven him from the airport and he had arrived. And I'm sitting in the auditorium for a long time and just facing the front of the auditorium and they came in the back and I felt him arrive. And I was too scared to turn around, not because I was embarrassed, not because I was afraid of man, but because of the Spirit of God that was on him. And he ended up calling me out and giving me a powerful prophecy and I lay on the ground and he said all these things about me that that only God and I knew. Anyway, so... Jesus is awesome, isn't he? And yes, we know him. You and I have met him. We've invited him into our heart. But I just wanted to say a few scriptures and a few words because because John fell down and he was as if he was dead when he met the Lord. And remember, James and Peter and John were absolutely awestruck when they saw Jesus transfigured at the mountain of the Mount of Transfiguration. And they were outside of their own minds. You know, Peter started babbling on about building a tabernacle and all these sorts of things, which may or may not have been a great thing to say, I don't know. <laughs> um, but what I want to say is, it might sound challenging, but just to, as a thing to think about, provocative or thought-provoking rather, Jesus is a hard man. And Jesus referred to himself as a hard man in Matthew's 25th chapter in that parable. You know, he said that the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So Jesus, you know, used this parable to say, well, if you knew I was a hard man. Why didn't you do what you knew was right? And the other thing I want to refer to is the fact that the disciples were scared of him. I'm not saying that they didn't know him and and love him, but the disciples were afraid to ask Jesus questions. And that's something that's, you know, regularly mentioned. For example, Mark chapter 9, verse 32 but they did not understand what Jesus meant and they were afraid to ask him about it. We know the disciples um, leaned over and asked John, who was the one that Jesus loved. And and they asked him to ask Jesus who was going to betray him. So I believe there's a connection. You see, John knew that he was loved. I believe John knew that Jesus was a hard man. I believe that John had a fear of God, a healthy fear of Jesus. I believe that John knew that Jesus was king, but John knew that he was loved because he wrote about himself in his own gospel, I am the one that Jesus loved. I am that disciple. So, I want you to go there today, and I want you to listen to my 24th episode of 100 Days of Communion, because I talk about returning to receiving. I'm not saying Jesus is a harsh man so that you avoid him. I'm saying there's a reverence for the king, for the judge who sits on the throne, 
whose eyes are a flaming fire, whose voice is a rushing waters. And the correct response is to come to him. Now, we have been brought up in a kingdom of darkness. We were all born under sin. And that kingdom is a kingdom of abandonment, a kingdom of an orphan spirit, a kingdom of a victim mentality. You know, people are ringing up the radio at the moment. Oh, the price of petrol. Why doesn't the government do this? Why doesn't the government do that? That is the sound of an orphan. That's a sound of a someone who has no father, who doesn't know that they can run into the arms of God and be safe, and they can run into the wings of the Father and be covered and be hidden. And I'm saying that you have a good father. Everyone has a good father. And the answer is to run to him, but to run to him rightly. Run to him with the right attitude. There's a reason Jesus said in Matthew 6.33 that we are to seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Because his righteousness is the ability to stand before God and not die. In other words, seek first the kingdom, which is the king's influence. The kingdom is the domain, the dominion of a king. A king with no land is no longer a king. A king with no people is no longer a king. A king has land. Heaven is the Lord's and the earth he has given to man. The the, the Bible is a book about land acquisition. I said the Bible is a book about land acquisition and God lost an entire colony. He lost the earth and he's a Jewish and he wants it back. (laughs) Okay, so it's all about land. I mean, it really is. He wants to fill the earth with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. He's the king of glory. Earth is his throne and, you know, heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. And he can only do that through man. He needs a relationship with us to be able to manifest his kingdom and his glory on the earth. He wants you to come to him, but we need to come to him rightly. He's king. He's Lord. He owns us. And 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 what I'm saying today is it may sound convoluted or or fragmented, but it is one. It is seamless. It's the right attitude to receive. The right attitude to receive is to know who you're receiving from and to to approach him based on his terms. You see, he chose you. He called you. He adopted you. He accepted you. He forgave you. He fills you. And he gives you all that you need. And, And for me, that is the communion message for today, that communion is a a discipline a ritual and a returning to remembering to receive it's his body that was on the tree it was it's his blood that was shed and a christian has got to remember and return to the practice of receiving so stop striving for your best life and and start to be a receiver who gives. See, it's only once you're able to receive that you're able to give. Freely you've received, freely you give. I am the vine, you are the branches. You see, Jesus doesn't bear the fruit if he's the vine. It's the branches that bear the fruit. But we have got to hang with Jesus. 
God, that sounded corny. We have got to abide in the vine. If we abide in him, we will bear much fruit. Now, it doesn't matter because my, my podcast can be all over the place, but the spirit is talking. So what I'm saying to you is spirit and it's going to stick, you know, it's going to stay. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit can remind you of what I've said because he's saying it. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Jonathan and you've been listening to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. Please share it and peace be upon you. Peace be with you.